You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Fans of podcast horror and Halloween, Friday, October 25th in Austin, Texas at the Nomad Bar at 1213 Corona Drive, we have got an event for you. Attack of the Pod People is an unprecedented party to celebrate the season, featuring members of oneofus.net, Double Toasted, The Night Owl, Horror Queers, Junk Food Cinema, Castle of Horror, Rage Select, Women in Caskets, and the Threequel Club, all performing onstage tributes to the season. All that, and you can get up and sing with Karaoke Underground or compete in our costume contest with prizes. RSVP is required for entry, so look our event up on Facebook or Eventbrite and join us. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber-supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to Oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going, and get some terrific bonus content as well. Welcome back to New Geeks at Large. We're talking about Avengers Endgame. We're just getting right the fuck into it. Because late we're all exhausted because existence sucks these days. Yeah. Except for Avengers Endgame. Except for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> it's the one beacon. The one beacon of hope. We're just going to go straight into spoilers, right? Because it's been like two well, weeks in. Well, uh, here's a quick question. What Do you have personal rules... For, like, embargo on spoilers with stuff. I just try not to be a dick. Right. Like, Honestly. That's, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I just I just try to be respectful. Like, I know that there's times when I've not been able to see something for a while. And, you know, it's completely out of, like, due to things that are completely out of my own uh, right. fault. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, it's been fucking two weeks. Get good. And it's it's like, been I just, seven hours. Fucking see it already. Yeah, it's like with Game. It's like with Game of Thrones on Twitter. Like some people are just like just reacting to fucking everything, and it's like, y'all, this is not. This is just aired. Like yeah, the advent people. of live tweeting. Yeah, which yeah. is funny because I have yet to find anyone that whose live tweets I genuinely enjoy. Oh, There's that one guy who live tweeted his wife's cesarean. So oh, that well, was, you know, that was all right. Well, he was a, he was a groundbreaker. That man's <laughs> name was Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> My favorite kind of salad. <laughs> first, he, first he does. First he does a. <laughs> wow. First that he, could be taken a couple. Of <laughs> first he does a Facebook live of his dental cleaning, and then he live tweeted his wife cesarean. Oh shit! He really did. Well, he actually did do a Facebook live of his dental cleaning. Oh, I know uh, that. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was just making up shit. No, but well, it's, better, better or work has teeth, just like all of us. Surely he is the everyman, except for that guy who doesn't have teeth. <laughs> I know what I want in a presidential candidate is somebody who goes to the dentist. I don't need anybody who, like, posts, like, their policy ideas or anything like that. That's stupid. Is, there a, gross. Stupid. is there a table that he can stand on? <laughs> wow, yeah. this, this just became politics corner real quick. Yep. 
Park well, welcome course. to the for this podcast. Yeah, welcome yeah. to the five thirty eight podcast. Anyway, ha, ha, ha. Uh, which one's Claire? Which one's Claire? None of uh, us. None of us. None of us. Okay, that's fine. It's. Uh, I mean, I'll be Claire, but you know. you're not Claire. I mean, whatever. You're not Claire. Don't step on my dreams. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Anyway, Avengers Endgame. All right. Yay. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll just do fucking spoilers. Because oh, we, we can talk it's, without. Well, it, it's kind of hard because well, one, it's a follow up to another yeah. movie, yeah. so it's like in order to like have seen this movie, unless you don't give a shit mm-hmm. and you just want to hear us talk about it, because I'm sure there's there's literally dozens of them, dozens, dozens, <laughs> dozen, <laughs> dozen, yeah. half a dozen, yeah, <laughs> um, who might want to hear us talk about it, but uh, yeah, I mean it's. It, it, yeah, it, it's the second half. It's like kind of like Back to the Future Part Three, where it's like, well, like it literally comes off of Part Two. You yeah. kind of need to <laughs> see this one before you see this one. Yeah, I think, um, I think just going into spoilers is fine because like, I, I don't think too many people are going to be looking for spoiler-free reviews of of Endgame at yeah. this point. Yeah, but also everyone's definition of a spoiler varies. Yeah, well, it's it's so been, don't try. It's been a few weeks since it's come out uh, as of this recording, and it'll weeks. probably be even a bit longer to upload it, so okay, I feel like people yeah, about have plenty of time. 17 weeks. 17 weeks, yeah. So we? about 18 weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, get good, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck off. Uh, but don't fuck off. Keep yeah. listening. Yeah. Please keep listening. Please. Please. Um, yeah. How do we want to start? Do we want to start doing, like, just a quick... Kind of where where we last left our heroes, mm. a bunch of fucking people died. Uh, a bunch of people felt funny, and then they turned into fucking dust in the wind. dust bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh no, I vacuumed up my husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, that should have been a scene where oh, it's like, my- honey, what happened? It's like this old lady vacuuming. <laughs> Just, dust in here, and then there's like a pile of dust, and then the cat fucking, just, and the cat uses it as a bathroom. Fucking Archie Bunker gets dusted. <laughs> Edith just starts vacuuming. Archie, where'd you go? I still main, I still maintain that it should be a pile of ashes, and then you know, yeah, the cat just comes and just like, <laughs> fucking jinxy uses from, it <laughs> from the parent. Yeah, the parents. exactly. Yeah, that's what should happen. Um, so I guess, uh, Steven, you want to tell us where we last left the Avengers? Okay, so, uh, previously, on, uh, <laughs> previously, previously on X-Men, uh, uh, okay, so Thanos collected all six of, uh, the Infinity MacGuffins and, and made the MacGuffin gauntlet and snapped <laughs> half of all life out of existence, and this movie starts with, uh, the Avengers going, uh, let's go get them, we'll, we'll get the gauntlet, and then we'll snap everybody back. And then when they get there, uh, all of the, the Infinity MacGuffins have been destroyed using by, by using the Infinity MacGuffins. And then the, we jump to five years later after... Oh, and Thor uh, just brutally murders uh, Thanos out of anger. Yeah. And then we cut to five years later, and people are dealing with how seemingly everybody is kind of permanently vanished. It doesn't fix anything. It didn't fix anything. And then uh, Ant-Man shows up coming out of the quantum realm, and he explains that how the last five years for him have only been five hours. And he theorizes that they can use the quantum realm... To basically time travel to a time where the Infinity Stones still existed and their plan remains the same of basically get the Infinity Stones and then make their own little gauntlet and snap everybody back into existence. Yep. 
but then hilarity ensues, and, and a 20- bunch of cool fucking shit happens. In 2014, Thanos gets wind of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, admittedly, I did not see coming. Yes. <laughs> if you had told me that's where the movie was going right. to go, I'd be like, who the fuck are you? The time travel stuff, or just... No, 2014 yeah. Thanos oh, gets yeah. wind of it. Yeah. Like, oh, all right. What yeah. The fuck. Kudos to them. So, uh, so that's the basic gist of it. Um, yeah, like uh, Thanos, like is killed in like the first fifteen <laughs> minutes of the movie. So I'm not gonna lie. For like the first time I saw this movie, I was like, "Is Thanos not even going to be the villain of this movie? <laughs> yeah. is, is is Kang gonna show up or something? I don't know. Oh my God, Kang, Kang, yeah, yeah. Modok. <laughs> oh, Modok would be fucking dope. I know, right? I mean, he'd have no place in the story, <laughs> but just the idea of him existing. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's. Without Thanos kind of in the picture, it, it, it does kind of become the Avengers movie that Infinity War wasn't, whereas Infinity War was the Thanos movie. Like, yeah. Uh, so we, we get, like, if you were if you were like Taylor and you were like, I wanted more Captain America in that last movie, yeah, your prayers are answered in this one. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck Captain America in Infinity War. Yeah. That's Captain Un-America. Um, Captain House of Un-American <laughs> Activities. Captain South America, am I right? Sorry, South America, you're great. Thanos McCarthy. <laughs> I keep, I keep thinking we were talking about like, like beating Thanos multiple times. It's just this shot from SpongeBob. How many times do we have to keep teaching you this you. lesson, old man? Yeah. <laughs> like anytime Lindsey Graham talks, I love the young people. <laughs> Beat the shit, fucking Captain Marvel flying through the hut and grabbing him. <laughs> So good. Anyways, yeah. um, all right. So it, like, like, okay. Let's 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 start this. Which do we prefer, each of you, this or Infinity War? Neil. Uh, Endgame. Endgame. Uh, Endgame. Okay. Endgame. So we're all in agreement. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, I love I love lack of conflict. <laughs> that is uh, the that, end. Bye, everybody. <laughs> but that is not to say that Infinity War is bad. No. Not no. At all. It, yeah. Like we. I rewatched it with Steven mm-hmm. to kind of prepare for it and kind of freshen it up. And it's like, I definitely enjoyed it more. Because it's definitely, a, like, a lot of these blockbusters these days, is like, there's just so much hype around them that you just kind of have to see them again yeah. with newfound expectations. Like, you know what's going to happen, so now you just kind of soak it in more. Yeah. Like, I feel like Infinity War is just like, okay, this is happening. Okay, what's going to happen next? Okay. And now we're going to cut to these people. Like, mm. the pacing was a little bit more obvious. Yeah. When you didn't know where the story was going. Yeah. If that makes any uh, sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because it Endgame's kind of the same way mm-hmm. where there's cuts, there's long stretches where you don't see certain characters yeah. and you come back to them. But it doesn't feel as... I don't know, I feel like there's a little bit more um, momentum to this movie. Well, it helps that there's a smaller cast. Yes. There's, a, there's an actual core cast. Right. And I think the fact that there's a lot of little quiet moments. Yes. Like, as great as a lot of the action is, mm-hmm. and there's some fucking awesome action moments in this movie, I would argue that the best... Moments of this movie are the quiet ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Tony Stark basically, like, resigned to his fate of dying in space. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's very quiet. It's very, you know, just him with his video diary through his helmet. One of uh, uh, something that I saw somebody tweet about 
It was like a little comic of uh, Tony and uh, Nebula playing the finger football, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it, it's very interesting how, like, when Nebula wins and Tony, like, congratulates her with, like, a handshake, she's just so caught off guard by it. Yeah. Because she's not used to that growing up. Yeah, she's never won. Yeah, she well, yeah, she's never won and she's never, like, had to deal with, like, a sore winner or, like, somebody who, like, treats her like shit even though she always wins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, that that was something that was a bit more eye-opening. Which, side note, Nebula's great in this movie. She's yeah. great, yeah. Like, uh, Karen Gillan killed it. I mean, like, everyone pretty much killed it. Everyone like, did a great job. It was, it was nice. I think, I think, too, an interesting part about this movie is that because of who they selected to survive, yeah. mm-hmm, you get... You know, pairings that you don't normally get and all that stuff, and that's really fun. Yeah. Um, so, like, Nebula is definitely one of the ones that benefits, and so she's arguably, like... It, it, well, granted, there's probably, like, three hearts or two hearts to this movie. They're fucking mm. doctor, like, you know, Time Lord. Yeah, Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got Tony, you've got Steve, you've got... Um, you know, Nebula, Thor, kind of Thor, like yeah. everyone, and but it doesn't feel like too spread thin at all. Yeah. No, like everything feels, you know, earned. It doesn't feel forced or mm-hmm. yeah. manipulative or anything like that. Um, and yeah, um, what other what other things stand out uh, as far as like quiet moments? Uh, I mean, like I love the opening with Hawkeye's family, which I knew yeah. was coming, but yeah. boy, did I hope it wouldn't happen! Yep. But it still did. Yep. But um, like little moments, like you know, uh, Scott Lang getting to see Cassie all grown up, and yeah. that's such a it feels like a genuine moment. There's a lot of it's clear that the Russo brothers know how to work with actors, mm-hmm. and. And it really shines. I mean, like, Scarlett Johansson really brought her A-game for this one, too. She was like, a very I, brave performance as a black lady. <laughs> this, but, was, this was the most Black Widow has had to do in a movie. Yeah, she's, the like, most growth she's like, visibly shaken. She's, like, on the verge of tears the entire movie because she can't handle what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so outside of her knowledge. Yeah. You know, the fact that she can't get over it and she's doing this job that's essentially useless, you know, mm-hmm. just in the hopes that... You know, like, I love that. You know, it's... and. It sucks the way they kind of did her in, but also, yeah. like, it could have been a lot fucking worse. Too. But it, it, spoiler, it, she fucking dies. Yeah. But it <laughs> makes sense, though, because that is kind of the arc that they've been building for her throughout all of these movies. You yeah. Know, she went from, like, the, the Soviets to S.H.I.E.L.D. So she left... I, th- I guess it's kind of implied that, like, Hawkeye kind of brought her out of the KGB. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, through dialogue, that's kind of what's implied. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she worked for the KGB. I guess she found out they were doing some shady stuff. Then she worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then in the first Avengers movie, she finds out S.H.I.E.L.D.'s doing some pretty shady stuff. Yep. And then throughout these well, Avengers... Also, uh, Winter Soldier, too. And then Winter Soldier, the, yeah. the S.H.I.E.L.D.'s infiltrated by Hydra, so she's actually just Hydra now. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, the Avengers have been kind of the one steady... Like, I feel good about being part of this team yeah, thing. Yeah. It's been all that she has, and that's been kind of her focus and her goal, and that, is, that has been her arc through all these movies, so she gets a really satisfying uh, conclusion to her character arc. Yeah. Well, like, like that part, yes, but also the way they did her, and like Neil mentioned. Mm-hmm. Still like, a little sore about it. Yeah. <laughs> Because it feels weird, like, for her to basically, like, like, besides Tony, like, Tony's death, like, you know, obviously that feels way more like, 
not earned. That feels weird to say. Yeah. But, like, it's way more climactic and very mm-hmm. much, like, it makes more sense because it's, like, you know, Tony Stark, the guy who started this all, and this would be the end of his story, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, obviously, it's kind of not because of well, Far From Home, but, you know. Well, him being a guy who uh, helps people and saves people through often self-destructive means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes kind of sense yeah. that he saves people in a self-destructive way. Yeah. As, well, and it, it, instead of causing all the problems, which yeah. kind of happens in his movie. Yeah. As, true, yeah. as I described it, that cliff uh, where, to get to the Soul Stone is just where interesting female characters die. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, There's kind, yeah, kind yeah. of a trend there, and I mean, like, yeah. like I, you know, it's it's uh, somebody. Uh, one of my favorites. It definitely, it definitely feels not quite fridging, but kind of it. It's it's just like a pattern that's like nobody caught on to this. Like Gamora almost feels like more of a more of a fridging moment. Than yeah, that one I was like, this doesn't feel entirely earned, but yeah. okay, sure. One of my favorite tweets uh, about Endgame has been: Meanwhile, I'm up I'm up here trying to fall in love with that red guy just so I can. <laughs> 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 I bet you won't see that coming. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's the, it's, just, it's just quiet moments though that I really liked about this movie, and you know, for something that I find that a lot of blockbuster movies are just loud and all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was one of the things that I liked about. Um, there's a scene in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the fifth one. Uh, right, Nail's got a boner for that one. I do, yeah. but there's you know, it's the scene where they're in detention right before the Weasleys show up. Like, or, like, make their grand Oh, exit. Georgian, yeah. And you know what I love about that scene? What? It's quiet. Yeah. There's no music constantly going on. There's no, like, huge energetic, like, block, like, like scene going on. It's just still, and it's quiet. And, I like, when that scene happened, I was like, where's the music? Yeah. Like, it's always here. Na, this na, is na, not na, here. Na, 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 na. Yeah, <laughs> and and but like it's you know for like I find superhero movies for the most part just kind of loud and obnoxious sometimes. I love them, don't get me wrong, but like mm-hmm. it's like you can. I wish more movies followed the Pixies uh, song structure: <laughs> loud, quiet, loud, quiet, loud. Yeah, it's like you got to have the quiet moments, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I liked about this, and 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 in some parts of Infinity War, uh, but Endgame much more so is that. It has nice beats. It has moments where you just get to sit back and relax and yeah. spend time with the characters. And I really like that. Right. Um, anyways, I went off on a tangent. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Is it fine? No. All right. It's fine. Oh, what? Exactly. Okay. You, you know it was pretty quiet. Hulk dabbing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should we talk about Bruce Banner in this movie? <laughs> Uh, yeah, if we want, yeah. Yeah, okay. we can talk about it. Why not? We got recording. Why not? Why not? Yeah. So, uh, they reveal pretty quickly, like, uh, pretty quickly after the five-year jump that, uh, Bruce Banner slash Hulk's character arc is just complete. It just happened off screen somewhere in the last five years, mm-hmm. where basically he's now, like, Professor Hulk. He's now Bruce Banner's mind, but in Hulk's body, and that's the resolution to... The Hulk. So now, basically, it's a big green Bruce Banner walking around, which works for some great jokes, uh, but it kind of feels like his character arc was just kind of wrapped up off camera, and I don't know, I would have liked to see that 
struggle a bit more because I, for me personally, uh, I've seen this movie three times now, and there's Poor really man. yeah, there's really not much the Hulk Hulk banner does in the first like in everything up to like the last half hour of the movie yeah. that regular banner couldn't have done yeah like it's not like he uses like extreme hulk strength at all like he outside take, of snapping or trying to like wearing the, the snap and that's like last 30 minutes type stuff yeah and, and hell i would argue banner could have done that because banner already has the gamma radiation in him and i i don't know personally if i were rewriting this movie i would have had like Banner putting the gauntlet on, but then him doing that causes the Hulk Banner merger. You know, like yeah. maybe like in solving the problem, he like also like, oh, well, now I actually have like cosmic abilities to like resolve my conflict with the Hulk or something and yeah. reach a conclusion with him. And I don't know. I personally. I can see where you're coming from. That's that's a part of a rewrite that I would not mind. My problem also with it is this: it's like Banner treats it like this was some sort of compromise between him and Hulk or something, or like, oh, I found a way to have his body with my brain. And it's like Hulk probably isn't too happy about that. You're just using his body now. Like, I can't imagine that is a nice peaceful resolution. Like, I would have liked to see the Avengers Earth Mightiest cartoon that I uh, that I bring up a lot on this podcast. Like what they did in like the early episodes of that was really cool. Like Hulk would be walking around and like he just saves somebody and brings him to a diner and it's like take care of him. But then like he turns and he sees Bruce Banner like in one of the booths and is like you know what you can help. And he has a conversation with Bruce Banner, but it's like all in his head. Yeah. And it's like I would have liked to see some kind of scene like that where you see Hulk and Banner talking to each other and their arc is concluded on camera. Yeah. But we don't really see that. It's You're just expected to think, oh, Hulk's... I, I don't know. Did Banner just basically, like, uh, like let's lobotomize Hulk and, and just take over his body? Like, is is Banner the real monster here? Or, or is Hulk really just fine as long as he gets to be strong? Like, what kind of... It's a weird resolution that I would have liked to see explored more. Yeah. Uh, of, like, the core Avengers team, I feel like his is kind of overlooked the most or something, or they, they didn't know quite what to do with it, so they just kind of wrapped it up. I get that it's kind of like Bruce finally being at peace with it. Like, he's finally sort of made peace with what he is. That's kind yeah. of what I got from it. Yeah. So, like, I could see that being, like, you know, I feel like that's a satisfying arc for Bruce, I guess. But I can see where you're coming from, too, where it's like, I would have liked to have seen more of it. That's kind of... I, I, don't, a, I don't see it as him being at peace with the Hulk. I see it as him... That's him defeating the Hulk. Okay. That's him, like... Beating the Hulk into submission and letting him use his body. Well, this is what I took from it, okay. and I'm, I'm more of a Hulk layperson than you are. So, okay. like, this is from well, this is what I'm taking like at face okay. value from the movie. That's what I'm seeing okay. at least. Like, but like you know, I, I I you've seen it three times. I've seen it once. I'll probably see it again because uh, I'm going to take Emily to go see it sometime. Yeah, yeah. I promised her I would. Uh, so yeah, no, that, that's just me though. Yeah, I don't know. But, Taylor, you have any thoughts on uh, the Hulk um, banner resolution? I mean, I don't. Again, I don't. I don't have a huge dog in that fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm admittedly a big Hulk fan. I so. did enjoy that Bruce Banner did. Like he got like Mark Ruffalo got to do more. He did get to do more. Like arguably yeah. the most he's gotten to do as an actor yeah. in any of his appearances. So like maybe like not even Ragnarok had as many. 
Like, I feel like. I don't think so, no. Um, like, close, but still a little bit more. And, like, you know. He, he gets moments to shine. He, he gets moments to shine. He actually gets, he feels, has he has a little bit more agency, I feel. Yeah. Versus mm-hmm. just, like, you know, always going to be the Hulk kind yeah. of thing. And Hulk has the agency. Yeah. Um, it's also nice to see him do sciencey stuff. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see him just kind of, like, befriend people. You know, like Scott Lang's. That's fun with the taco. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. I don't like. uh, I don't know if we we ever talked about like Thor Ragnar. Did we do an episode on? I don't think so. I don't know. So like (laughs) my so my big beef with Ragnarok, and we just watched it the other night. Um, Last night. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, my big beef with it is, and it's and it's arguably one of the biggest laughs of the movie. Is when Bruce Banner like basically decides, all right, well, I'm just going to turn into the Hulk now so I can save the Asgardians, mm-hmm. even though I've basically established that this is basically the end of Banner, and it's a nice big character arc conclusion and a self-sacrificing moment, but then it's completely undercut with him face planning on the Bifrost Bridge, which yeah. is admittedly pretty funny, but it just completely it's undercuts funny. a very serious. Like character arcy decision of his, and yeah. it felt like this whole movie of Endgame was basically Banner face planting the Bifrost Bridge. I was like, let's just do a funny joke of like Banner, prote- like, oh, he has to act like the Hulk, you know, like, or like, oh, it's it's just a big green nerd in the group, like, and he dabs, and it's and it's just like it's, 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 it's pretty great. Though. It's it's like a status. <laughs> A satisfying character arc is exchanged for like some more comedic levity in a in a movie with some heavy moments. You know, so it's it kind of feels like this is getting too dark. Let's do something else here that gets a laugh instead. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know. I would have liked to see. Uh, I, I I feel like the Hulk Banner thing could have been a bit more uh, concluded satisfyingly, mm-hmm. um, satisfactorily. Uh, but that, that's that's probably my big kind of gripe with the uh, end game. Okay. And, and admittedly, it's it's not it doesn't ruin the movie by any means. It's just kind of as a Hulk fan, it affects me mm-hmm. more that's than fine. most. I I I liked it just because they I felt like they'd kind of done Hulk dirty uh, for a little bit there, mm-hmm. um, and this was like oh I I enjoy seeing him now. Mm-hmm. He's I, like I. I, I I know that you're not crazy about him going back into the 2012 and seeing him, like looking, having him reacting to mm. his old self. I thought that was hysterical, but yeah. like I can, but you know, like I can understand where you're coming from too. Um, well, that's Banner reacting to Hulk. You yeah, know, like the, like I get that. Yeah. I get that. I don't, it's, it's like looking also, back at the text you sent the night before. You're like, oh god. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: like the Hulk has been written in a number of different ways over yeah. the years. Like sometimes he's like more of like a caveman savage. Yeah. Sometimes he's a he's a monster rapist, like in the uh, uh, Ultimates. Uh, oh, everyone's a rapist in the Ultimates. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's just that's just superheroes rape yeah. people. The movie, it's awful. But uh, the. The version of Hulk that I always kind of liked the most was when Hulk is like childlike, mm-hmm. you know, like in Ragnarok. When yeah, like Ragnarok before he goes back to being Banner. Yeah, like yeah. Ragnarok, he's he's kind of childlike, you know, yeah. like yeah, Thor, Thor, stay, Thor, friend, you know, Thor, go again, yeah, you know, or when he does the little like arm pumping thing when uh, Thor calls him the stupid Avenger. I and love everybody, that. Yeah, it's so humanized. It's just like I always. When I was a kid, I liked the Hulk because yeah. he just seemed like a big green child with a temper tantrum. And as the youngest of three brothers, 
that was a big power fantasy for me. You know, yeah. like a lot of you know angsty teens watch Dragon Ball Z and go, "Man, I wish I could just yell at people and get more powerful." <laughs> you know, whereas that was me with the Hulk. Like, I wish if I got mad, my brothers wouldn't pick on me anymore because I'd be a big green tough monster. <laughs> you know, and I, f- I feel you. <laughs> yeah, so like I always liked the idea of Hulk being childlike because that also makes him, you feel sorry for him when people don't leave him alone. Like, when the army's after him, it's like, no, he's a child. Yeah. Leave him alone. You know, he's just angry. He's baby. Yeah, so, like, I always like that. And, I mean, to be fair, we do get, like, uh, apparently they reveal that Hulk talked a bit more in the Avengers, the first Avengers movie, where he says, no stairs. Yeah. I like that. I will say, at least, it makes it a little easier when we have, like, 2012 Hulk. Yeah. And we get some moments with that, like, yeah. where he basically just, like, ruins the the um, plan, Tesseract yeah. heist yeah. by just crashing through the stairwell. He just opens a door too fast. Yeah, and just, like, knocks over Tony. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's probably my big gripe and probably the most you'll hear me bitch about Endgame. Is that's just, fine. Oh, finally, he's done. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I per- as a Hulk fan, I kind of wish... Uh, they wrap that up a little differently. Uh, I think that was one of the more controversial uh, changes they made with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other one is Thor, and I kind of loved everything about kinda, Thor in this I movie. I kind of loved yeah. it. Yeah, he turns into Thor Lebowski. Yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah. the dude. Yeah, he's the dude. <laughs> I will say it's a little weird hearing uh, Robert Downey Jr. call him Lebowski when Lebowski was played by the actor who was the villain in the first Iron Man movie. I love it. <laughs> I know, right? It's, it's really weird <laughs> to, to don't, do that. Don't think about it. Yeah. Don't think about it. Yeah, it's great, though. I yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I, I like that a lot. It, it kind of... There there were some weird takes about, like, you know, oh, so Thor's just a fat gamer now? It's like, no. Were those gamers complaining mm-hmm. about that? I think a lot. I don't know anymore. Well, okay, because I, th- I could see two peop- two sex of people complain about that. Yeah, body positive. Well, body positivity people be like, "Oh, this is fat phobic," you know. Yeah, like I've you're just heard making that you're just making him fat as a joke, which like I can kind of get, but I think that's quickly kind of like resolved. Yeah, and he becomes he's, like he's not just that the whole movie. No, he's like not. it's literally like the the first scene you see him. Yeah, um, yeah. so. Um, which talking about Banner, like that's one of his best scenes. Is where oh, he basically yeah. goes in and like basically you know gives him like a nice bro. He, talk. G- he, he gives him the pep talk and he says like, "Look, like uh, I was in a dark place too, and you helped me out of it. So that's yeah. what I'm trying to do right now." Yeah, yeah. it's a um, nice moment. It's a nice moment. I would still argue he doesn't need to be big and green during that. This could have just been regular Banner. I know, like, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, yeah, like from what we've got, yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's a nice moment for Bane. It is. Yeah. I, I personally, because Thor, yeah, he's kind of goofy and he's there for a lot of laughs, but it's all for a really, like, the, his it's, character arc makes sense. Like, his mistake costs the lives of, like, half of all life. Yeah. Yeah, like, he he's the one, the he, head first. he failed to kill Thanos when he first snapped. Yeah. And so he's, like, extremely guilty about that. And that was like, already yeah. after he lost, like, half of the Asgardians on the yeah. ship. Yeah. yeah. Including his brother. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, I, and his best friend. And supposedly his best friend. <laughs> yeah. You all remember his best friend, right? It wasn't those I'm three not. people that died anticlimactically in Thor Ragnarok. Those three yeah. fuckers. But remember... <laughs> 
But remember Carl Urban's joke about only being a janitor? That was funny. His like, best friends were murdered. I liked when Carl Urban used the shake weight. <laughs> the shake weight. Um, that's, that's such a like weird thing to think about Like with Thor Ragnarok. is like I can totally understand why um, it's one of the more popular ones with people that don't really give a shit about the greater continuity. Yeah. Because it's very much kind of like... Like, it kind of just brushes it aside. Like, yeah. oh, the Warriors 3 fucking cares. Yeah. Oh, Hulk, meh. You know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. It, you know, so it just... Like, if you see it as just its own thing, yeah. like, it's you, definitely an easier pill to swallow, but, yeah. The previous Thor movies don't have a, a, a lot of things that work. So yeah. let's just throw a lot of things that we know work yeah. into this movie. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum works. Yeah. Uh, funny Chris Hemsworth works. Yeah. Everybody likes the Hulk. Immigrant song works. <laughs> yeah, Immigrant <laughs> Song oh, works. You know, so, like, yeah. Like, Kate Blanchett being delightfully evil yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh Matt Damon works. Matt Damon. <laughs> do, you like, um, do you like weird things? Here you go, Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, he he lost like all of his he lost half of the Asgardians, his brother, his dad died in uh Ragnarok, his, his mom died. died in Thor uh, the Dark World. Yeah, so he he basically just has nobody. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, he has Korg. He has Valkyrie. <laughs> and Valkyrie. And Valkyrie. Yeah. And he's got Meek. Don't forget Meek. He's got Meek. Meek uh, and Korg. But, like, um... He's my mate Meek. So, he's lost a lot, so, like, it makes, like, yeah, yeah, he's fat and he's drinking a lot. Uh, but, like, you know, like, I feel like I would be in much worse of a position if I cost the lives of that many people. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, like yeah, if you just isolated it to that, like, one scene, yeah. it's like, okay, that's kind of dumb. But, like, because of how the, he actually has this really nice arc about basically feeling like he failed everybody. Yeah. And it's his fault, and he's super guilty, and he doesn't think he's worthy anymore. Yeah. And then... Fast forward to the scene yeah. where when they go, they time travel, he goes back to Asgard in, what, 2014 or 2013? 2013. Um, which, also, nice to see Renee Russo get something to do. Yep. Yeah, so, after she was done so dirty in yeah. that last movie. And yeah. she's probably one of the better parts of she Thor, is. I'm always Thor happy. the Dark World. I'm always happy to see Renee Russo. Like, her scene with Loki is, like, the highlight of that movie outside yeah. of, like, the oh, portal yeah. climax. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but it is, it is nice to have her do something and basically, you know, have a nice touching moment with Thor. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he basically, like, he doesn't think he's worthy. She tells him he is Mm -hmm. and he calls for Mjolnir and he gets Mjolnir. It's like, he's so happy. Yeah. It's super touching and great. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a very satisfying a bit because and it's a very interesting arc that he's been through for all of these movies because he goes from being this guy who's like I can get out of any jam with my brute strength and my hammer and yeah, then uh, like I don't I don't have to worry about anything but then after like Ragnarok and Infinity War and everything he just has no confidence anymore he's just overcompensating more and more all that like confusion and uh, self doubt is, is bubbling up more. And yeah, like yeah, to the point where he's he doesn't even know if he's worthy of the old hammer. Yeah, which is and, why he's basically just a hermit that yeah. plays Fortnite with people and drinks beer. I'm glad to know that even in the uh, even in the faux rapture, yeah, Fortnite still Fortnite Fortnite servers are still up. Yeah, Black um, Widow has to eat like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I'm pretty sure the reason for that is there's fewer people to like work farms and like yeah. other things that need. 
to be like preserved and whatnot. But it's a good thing that Fortnite is surviving, and the mo- <laughs> yeah. and the Hell servers yeah. for that didn't go down. Hell yeah, my dude! But you know what? Rest in peace to the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have the Mets or. Did like see, interesting did cuisine. It? Did you see it with your dad? Yeah, yeah, my dad. Did your dad that, make yeah. a comment about that? He looked over at me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. Was gonna like, sorry, Mister Ingram. Yeah. Favorite team's dead. <laughs> I don't know how that works, yeah. but whatever. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for the Mets, all of them were in that fifty percent. <laughs> they, the they got farm. Mike Piazza can still show up. <laughs> the whole like farm conference. system. The one pitcher that looked like Thor, he's yeah. gone too. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I, I really enjoyed uh, Thor's arc. Like he he's kind of gone from like, yay, I can handle everything to right. like, you know, like he's kind of more human now. It's yeah. Very. Relatable, like he's become arguably one of the more relatable characters. Like, yeah. more relatable than Captain America in a lot of ways, which says mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, considering you know he's a god. Well, yeah, like that because that's this whole thing is that like it's about like the weight of responsibility of being a king, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of Ragnarok yeah. because it's it's basically thrusted upon him. Yeah. You know, oh, and it's just. Stands there on a cliff, like oh, my sons. You have to work together. Anyway, here's your sister. Right, <laughs> she sucks. But like where where Thor's arc wraps up does make sense too, because he doesn't really seem like a king. He, yeah. he like he's always kind of enjoyed traveling and fighting battles. So the fact that he kind of ends with the Guardians of the Galaxy, yes, kind yeah, of, which seems, is my favorite thing to end. Which with. like it, it just seems so fitting for him. Is like yeah, for the first time in like a thousand years, I don't have a plan. Yeah. I don't have a destiny. I don't know where life is taking me. And uh, you know, I'm I'm interested to see where. And it it's goes. kind of like, an interesting way for him to kind of end the cycle of violence. Like you know what, I'm not going to be a king that just beats the shit out of stuff. Yeah, I'm going to hand it to to Valkyrie. Valkyrie will be the leader. Mm-hmm. You know, she, you know, obviously she's a, a very capable fighter, too, but she also has a lot more going on upstairs and yeah. kind of has a lot more priorities and knows what that's about. So mm-hmm. she was a Valkyrie. So she was a Valkyrie. Um, you know, it's, it's you know, watching in Thor Ragnarok where Thor admits, you know, like, I wanted to be one of you when I grew up until I learned that you were all women. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's kind of nice that, you know, he looks up to her a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. And and it makes me excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, where yes. it, apparently Thor is going to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine e- either he's on the team, or it's going to be kind of like a Doctor Strange and Ragnarok situation, where he's in like maybe the first like twenty thirty minutes or something. Yeah, uh, I'm fine um, with that. Yeah, I hope I hope we get back to like Peter Quill not kind of backtracking his development. Yeah, from, from Volume Two, which is also one of my things about Infinity War, I wasn't crazy about because it mm. feels like a lot of his character arc of that one, which is one of the reasons why I really like Volume Two, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy Volume Two, is that he actually has a nice arc. Oh yeah, he definitely develops and grows. And, and then Infinity got or Infinity War kind of like steps back on that a bit. He's kind of more like Volume One. Yeah, he's still making the the immature jokes. Um... He's still very uh, impulsive and emotional. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't say it like he went back too much. Um, I don't know. Like I'm, he didn't get too much to do in in Endgame. But would you say in like Endgame he seems more mature? Or well, I think yeah, no. You like no. 
Yeah. That's kind of why I'm... Which, which I think is comes down to the, the writers. Yeah. Because, you know, I think James Gunn has such a good grasp mm-hmm. on these characters and their through lines and their trajectory as characters that... It's probably a good thing that the only one that survived was Rocket. Yeah. yeah. And, like, Rocket doesn't get a whole lot to do in this, but it's still kind of nice for him to be there. Oh, like, yeah. he's still fun to have around. Yeah. He, he has a substantial presence in there. He just doesn't really get, like, an arc or anything. And right. that's fine. He has his own set of films. And he kind of has had his arc. Yeah, like, he's had yeah. it already. Like, Volume 2 had a, a decent arc for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's so. he's had it already. He's there to be a player now. Like we understand. Yeah. Mm. I don't need him to grow necessarily. I'm just happy to have him there, and he feels like Rocket. Also, one of my favorite little details is that he gets his like OG Guardians of the Galaxy yes. outfit with the scarf and the blue thing, That's and it's right. like fuck yes, yeah. looks, yes, and it looks good on him. Too. It looks good it on him. Good, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I will say is the humor in this one landed way better for me than in, in Infinity War. I don't even really think about humor in Infinity War. Like there, I mean, there's a lot of attempts at humor. There is, yeah, there's humor. There's humor in it. Um, I just never think it, about it when I think back about the it's movie. A, well, because nobody comes away from that going, "What a funny movie." They come yeah. away. They come away from it going, "All my favorite people are dead." <laughs> Admittedly, again, it was a Thanos movie, and Thanos isn't exactly a, a joke maker. He's not exactly a, a, a yuck maker. He's a joker yeah. and a smoker and a midnight toker. That's right. Um, but like one of the things that kind of stuck out for me, and not in a great way in Infinity War, was that a lot of the jokes felt forced. Mm. Um, Like, the scenes with the Guardians worked really well, but that was because they brought James Gunn back. He actually actually ghost-wrote those. That's why... And uh, they even brought Taika Waititi in to do some of the stuff with Thor and Mm. uh, Loki, Mm -hmm. uh, like, at the beginning. And then, like, for extra scenes with Thor, they brought Taika Waititi in there because he understood. Um, And that shows, like, a a real gameness Mm -hmm. to work uh, as a team, and I like that a lot. Um, but then there were scenes when it was just the two writers where, like, a lot of the jokes just didn't work for me. You know, there's a lot of references that Tony makes that I'm kind of like, it was a little forced, but okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with this one, the humor felt a lot more natural. It felt a little bit more laid back, I guess. I think because it doesn't have that pressure of, like, we gotta kickstart everything to the biggest movie of all time. Um, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna outsource the jokes to some writers. Uh, this one, like, one of the things I really do like about it, like, you know, we talked about the quiet moments, but I really like that it has more of a, re- a relaxed fit to it, mm. almost. Like, it feel like it's going at its own pace. Uh, and I especially love the first third of the film where it essentially is, like, a bummer post-apocalyptic thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mixed with getting the band back together in an interesting post-apocalyptic bummer way. You know, it's, it's, it's a somber movie that, that, Feels like it takes pages from The Last of Us, mm-hmm. you know, and I really, really like that. You know, I've not seen a superhero movie do that ever, uh, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but also, the humor feels like it's much more true to the characters. It doesn't feel like it's manufacturing jokes because we got to get a certain yuck per minute ratio. It just feels good. It just yeah, feels really nice. I'm sure, like with um, Infinity War, it was. Probably hard to not just be like, oh, we finally have this character with this character, so let's hear where are the yeah, jokes they gotta we can make do. a joke. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. We gotta make a, a pop culture reference between Star Lord and Spider Man. Like, oh, we gotta make a joke about Tony Stark and Doctor Strange like out douching each other. Like, we it's gotta... almost like it got it, like it got it out of its system. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, instead of just trying to please you, it can finally just be itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the things that I really love about Endgame over Infinity War is that it just feels more comfortable in its own self. Like, it, it definitely feels more, like, focused. Like, it knows what Very it wants so. to be. It knows where it's going. And, you know... It helps that it's a resolution rather than a start. Exactly. And it has significantly fewer characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Infinity War still has the wow factor for me, just because, you know, by all definitions, Infinity War is a miracle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fact that it has... I feel like every Avengers movie is a miracle in some shape. Well, I remember, like, you know, remember when the first Avengers came out and we were like, wow, six of them? That's pretty (laughs) ball... That's pretty ballsy. All right, let's see how it goes. I don't know. I don't know, Neil. I can't count that on one hand. (laughs) I can't count. But I was like six six protagonists for this. All right, like they're all meeting together for the first time in a movie. All right, cool. That's fine. And now you know you go to fucking Infinity War, which has damn near forty characters, and you're like, there's no way. So who, what, uh, what, okay. And, and you know what? For the most part, it, you know, like, it doesn't completely shit the bed. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Like, the fact that it even, there are some mishaps there, there's some, you know, times where it doesn't quite make Mm -hmm. the juggle, but for the most part, it does it really well. I'm going, I'm going to be a broken record again here and say that I, I credit a lot of that. To the fact that they focused on Thanos. Yes. In that movie. Yes. I think that was a very wise decision. Absolutely. Well, also yeah. the fact that if they had just done Thanos based on what we'd seen previously mm. and not developed him any further... Um, it's like would, five minutes of screen time before. He would, would just be his lieutenants reminding him that challenging the Avengers would be courting death, and he turns and smiles. Yeah. And then we'd cut back to the Guardians. And, was, <laughs> and it's and he would not... He, oh, hey, Thanos, if you, if you forgot, uh, that'd be courting death. <laughs> like, if that was just the whole movie. And death is just like, ooh. Spider-Man. Death is all like, ooh, down there. Like Niagara. That's right. You better Um, stop the Avengers. It's courting death! (laughs) But, like, I'm very happy that, you know, they spent Infinity War, you know, developing Thanos. Because, yeah, if they had just just been the the villain, based on what we'd seen beforehand, he'd not be that compelling. Yeah. And I don't think Infinity War would work at all if Mm. it wasn't for that. Uh, I mean, I think it would work maybe like a third of the way, but it wouldn't have that driving force behind it. And of course, also, I'm really thankful for Infinity War so that it can remind me that, like, it can it gives me like a new scope for if people ever say, you know, Thanos was right, uh, don't be friends with them. It's real simple. Yeah, like, it's a nice barometer. It's a nice barometer. <laughs> it's like it's like if you call a white person a colonizer and they get upset. They, don't be friends with that person. It pisses off just the right people. You know, Irish people were slaves too, you know. Well, I'm also, Irish and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> also, like, Endgame kind of shows uh, how, like, kind of fickle Thanos is. Yeah. That, like, when people are still challenging him, he goes like, all right, well, fuck my 50% plan. I'm just going to brainwash everybody to be appreciative. And yeah. Wipe, yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, well, you didn't even really believe that 50% shit, did you? You should just be thank. <laughs> Skyler should be thankful to Walt White. <laughs> That bitch. That bitch. Um, so, hey, so, that happened a lot. Oh, I know it did. Some of our friends did that, and it was like, oh, no. Um, if there's one thing that I'm not crazy about, and even then, it's kind of like, oh, like, it's it's kind of, it's not, like, hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost would have preferred it if they didn't have Thanos come back as the villain for mm-hmm. this one. I almost thought that this was going in kind of like a villainless movie. 
where it's more about like you know the 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 main conflict is more of an abstract thing, mm. more about righting wrongs rather and then like introducing Thanos again, but he's not as interesting as like I yeah. don't know how I feel about this. I mean like it still works just fine. Yeah. I just can't help but wonder what that would be like if Thanos just didn't come back. I I would agree with you guys that like Nebula's really good in this movie. Re- yeah, but I kind of feel like uh, the scenes with like her and Gamora and Thanos kind of like dragged the pacing a yeah. little bit. A because, little bit. And and it's not really the actors' fault. No, it really isn't. They're they're doing a great job with their characters. It's just when you go from like scenes with like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and, and like uh, Paul Rudd and Mark Ruffalo and Chris Hemsworth. To, like, scenes with, like, Nebula, who's very deliberately, like, a charisma vacuum. Yeah. And Gamora, who is, let's be honest, not the most fun member of the Guardians of the Galaxy. No. And Thanos, who says everything straight-faced. Yeah. You know, it's... They well, kind of drag a little bit. Yeah. Well, and, and that's just uh, something where they could have fixed that by just making it a little bit punchier. Yeah. Like, just even just mixing up, like, the editing or, mm-hmm. the, or the cinematography or something. Because it's very much, like, just, like, talking. Yeah. Like, they yeah. don't do a whole lot. Yeah, it's a lot of talking and exposition and like, photography wise, the final 30 minutes. Yeah, photography-wise, there's not a whole lot. Yeah. Like where that they do, and like yeah. they probably could have mixed it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Even though I've been very happy with Trent Opalox. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying, like from it's it's probably something in the script where they didn't really call for very interesting shots. Listen, as a cinematographer myself, <laughs> <laughs> got something in your throat there, Neil. I'm good. <laughs> um, like you know, I, I rel like. I, I like being able to think about, like, oh, what could we do for this shot? But I'm going to be honest, there are some days where it's like, can we just set up a camera and just not do anything? And so, like, that shit is just kind of like like an, like an a, a like just a sit-down day where you're just like, ah, we'll just get this, like, let's just do it like this and just not worry about it that much. Mm-hmm. It suffers a little bit, but, man, does it make for an easier day. Yeah. And I still get paid. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I... I like like I like I said I'm kind of more like I would have liked to have seen more of like less of like a concrete villain in Thanos mm-hmm. or like do maybe do something a little bit different. Uh but then again, you know, I think of like a lot of the recent Disney films where they just don't have an antagonist until the third act and it's like god I hate that. Right. And I it's like I don't want that. Which admittedly in Moana I like it. Sure, I haven't seen Moana. Like yet, Moana so doesn't have like a central villain. I mean, you have like the giant hermit crab played by um what's his face? Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement. Yeah. yeah. Julie Who? Andrews. <laughs> Just, that was Aquaman. <laughs> what? <laughs> Julie Andrews was the Kraken in was Aquaman. She? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mary oh Poppins was the Kraken. Yeah, man. fucking good. All right. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, Neil just screams into his arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can just see my eyes glaze over. Okay. Just like they went to Krispy Kreme. Right. All right. But, uh, yeah, like, and I know um, Geeks at Large member Casey brought up an interesting idea. Not even so much like a critique, but just like like a possibility is like if Thanos didn't die. Like he didn't, if he didn't dust mm. at the end. And like he basically just had to live yeah. with the ramifications of being just fucking owned. And yeah. then like, and then like the sequel is basically him getting the beer gut and playing Fortnite. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> wait, I'm in Fortnite. That's right. Yeah. I know someone mentioned that. Like yeah. right. he is in there was a tweet that said that that's like, 
So wait, since Thanos is in Fortnite, does this mean that, like, the Fortnite developers, as, like, some weird sick, sick, uh, not thick joke, sick joke, uh, included the guy that killed half of the universe's population? <laughs> wow, guys, this would be great. <laughs> I'm also, like, yeah, I, I could. Oh yeah, it's, I can see that total, being interesting. Like, like uh, it, that's not an actual. That's like a funny haha tweet. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like that's not a real suggestion. I didn't think so. But, I'm also, I'm also just happy because it's like he's dead. Leave it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think I wish more things had that sense of finality. Which this has a pretty good sense of it finality. Has, it does. It does, yeah. especially for Captain America. Captain like America. We've, like yeah. we've talked about Iron Man, you know, dying, which is very sad. It was uh, Robert Downey Jr. doing some great work there, really pulling his weight. Yep. Um, but I was like, I really just don't want to see Steve Rogers die. Yeah. Oh god, that would like fucking ruin me. That would because I thought Thor was gonna die because like thought, he kind of gets his like axe shoved yeah. into his chest. So okay, like, can we can we talk briefly about how Thanos caught? The X. Oh yeah, implying that he's worthy. <laughs> is that is that a thing that's worthy too? Is Stormbreaker one of those? Yeah, because okay. like Captain America was able to wield it at the end, and they swapped hammers and and they swapped the hammer and axe. Oh. Like because like, they're, they're fighting, and then they they both catch the other one. Like Thor gets the hammer, and Captain America gets the uh, the axe, and then Thor has that little exchange. You're like no no no, let's swap, let's swap. You get the little one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't so, so okay. like and and yeah he was like summoning the axe back to him but then Thanos just caught it and then started using it against him huh. implying that Thanos is worthy. Oh, I guess I didn't think of that. I didn't remember it being like a like a, a sense of worthiness. I thought it was just because like, they didn't they didn't like make a huge deal about it. Yeah, in, I don't remember them making a huge deal about it. No, no, I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he because he, he didn't he, he didn't have Stormbreaker it. until the very end. Well, because they made it. Yeah, and there was never really talk about like like you know it's you have it to be worthy really, to wield it kind of thing. Yeah, I don't remember it. Well, yeah. I, I I think it's the uh, the metal. It's like the the metal that the hammer, like the hammer part of it is, is the thing that with your the axe, you mean? Yeah, yeah, or the, yeah the blade the, of the, the axe, axe and, and the hammer and the hammer of Mjolnir. Like that's what you can control if you're, uh, okay. if you're Thor, if you're worthy. Because I remember that being a thing in the Avengers cartoon again. Uh, there was a great bit in like the early episodes where uh, Thor is fighting the Absorbing Man, the yeah. uh, the Hulk villain that Nick Nolte played in the Ang Lee movie, hey. where like everything he like touches, he becomes. Yeah, and I guess there was some big elaborate scheme where Absorbing Man was just waiting for Thor's hammer to come in so that he can take the control, he can like become Thor's hammer material. So he just starts beating up Thor with it, and then Thor's like, "Oh, well, you're not worthy to control it, and now you're con- you're entirely made of it." So now I can control you, <laughs> and just like like throws hurls him somewhere. I love the it. Fucking sun. so. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I believe it's the metal that is the whole like worthy part of it, and oh, okay. I, and I think because it's attached to like the axe handle and the the thing, like uh, like if Thanos wasn't worthy, he would have gone flying yeah. with the axe. But because he caught it, it kind of implies that he's worthy of it. Huh. Okay, okay. I didn't think of it that way. I didn't. I didn't really catch it. Well, I think just... of it. Okay, so like Spider Man, uh, like Captain America at one point says, "Hey, Queens, I'm going to give you a ride," and then he throws the hammer, and yeah. then Spider Man grabs the hammer, and the hammer's like literally carrying him. Yeah. Well, and he uses his web. And he, well, he uses his web, but like the hammer's like, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not actually holding it. Okay, but, never mind. Which at first I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> is, is Peter? I mean, Peter. Peter's gonna be worthy, yeah. but <laughs> but I think I think it's also implied that like Captain America is like controlling it there, yeah. like he threw it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, speaking of which, 
Captain America wields Mjolnir. It's the fucking greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> and every everybody who was complaining after Age of Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> where he couldn't lift it or he didn't lift it. It's called a fucking arc, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Here I, you I've go. Heard, <laughs> I've heard that theory that like he wasn't worthy because he was keeping that secret about Bucky killing Tony's parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. that's why he couldn't lift it. But I, I don't know if that's how the hammer works. I think it's either an all-or-nothing situation. And somebody brought up this, this clip of uh, Joss Whedon at, like, some... Conf- uh, you know, Comic Con convention type deal, and somebody asked a question like, "How is Steve Rogers not worthy?" And Joss Whedon's response was, "Did he fail, or did he stop?" Yeah. So it's like it's the idea that maybe Cap- like I guess one theory is Captain knew he could lift it, but he didn't want to damage Thor's ego, so he pretended like he couldn't. Uh, one of the Russo brothers uh, brought that up as well mm. uh, recently, which. I I'm kind of like I like the idea of him being unworthy until yeah. uh, like until he goes through the stuff that he does and then until finally they, being they, worthy. He squashed they, they they quashed their what's the phrase they 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 squash the beef squash the beef yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of the It's Always Sunny episode where he oh squashed the beef Tony. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Like, he finally... Well, that, and, he, like, he just grows as a yeah, person. You know, he finally... Yeah, like, I like that way better. To me, it's kind of like... It's kind of like not quite J.K. Rowling it. Mm. You know, there's like, oh, what... You know, he didn't want to make Thor feel better. It's like, no, just let the work speak for itself. Mm-hmm. The simplest yeah. answer is often the most correct one. Well, just like, let it be that. That's the thing, too, is that Steve has an arc. It's just a lot more subtle yeah. than yeah. a lot of stuff because he never, like, physically changes. Yeah, we, we talked about He's that. Always he grows like, a sick-ass beard. He grows a sick-ass beard, and then he shaves it because, you know... You know he Using could, a Harry's razor. He could do any of that. He could go full-on beard. He could have no beard. I did, we talked about in the Captain Marvel episodes that uh, Steve Rogers' character arcs have been kind of more about him, like, learning a lesson, more about, like, completely changing as a character yeah or like he grows more than he changes i yeah. guess is the the best way to phrase it yeah that's okay that's a good way of putting it honestly yeah. like an ar- arguably his best arc is in winter soldier yeah, yeah. where it's just oh, kind yeah, of about definitely. like he's still kind of adjusting to civil to like future life yeah to, to modern society but also just the idea of questioning authority mm-hmm. and basically kind of lo- like realizing that you know, questioning what national security means in the modern era. Well, yeah. just like questioning even your friends and allies. True. Yeah. You know, and that kind of carries over into Civil War too. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely that. Like that's why he gets kind of. Yeah, that's why he arguably has the best trilogy. Oh yeah. Of of the movies. Oh yeah, I'd say so. Um, and because so much of his development is in that, and then. You know, Endgame, you have his whole thing where he's kind of like, I'm. it's almost like he says that he's not worthy, and, like, getting the shield from Tony yeah. is almost like him being told that he's worthy from the guy that he wronged, Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, Captain America wielding Mjolnir, even before he wields it, just when he, like, is just throwing the shield around and bouncing off, it's fucking rad. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then he, like, he damages his arm pretty yeah. bad, and then he yeah. just, like tourniquets it with his own fucking shield yeah. and it's like ah it's not good yeah. yeah um but also steve gets probably the most satisfying yeah. send off i've seen in a while yeah and i'm so so thankful not only that he got his own sort of happy ending but also that he's out yeah, yeah. he can't come back 
He's going to come he back. He could. Well, the Russos have said he's done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, and theoretically, if he, they wanted to, someone could just time travel and grab him back from the 40s. They could, but I'm yeah. also just kind of like, he's done. So he's he's yeah, trust me, I, I want him to be done, too. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm just you, saying, know. they could. I know, I know. No, yeah. but it was it was like, they they kept making a big deal about, you know, like, Chris Evans or... or uh, Chris Evans' contract is up, and it's like, oh, he's going to die. And Chris Evans is like, yeah, I really don't want to come back for another one of these. I'm kind of, like, I've had fun, but I'm kind of done. And it's like, he's going to die. And then I was worried that either he's going to die or they're just going to bring him back for diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. They didn't kill him, but he's done. And it got the best of both worlds for me. What happened, Neil? Um, okay, so at the very end of the film, uh, he has to go back and send, he has to go back in time and put the Infinity Gems back so that... I want a comic just about that. I do, yeah. too. Even, I like, do. a short film. Right. I like do, even, too. Not a full movie, but a short film. I do, just too. that adventure. Yeah. The, so, the movie establishes that the way time travel works in this world is that whenever you take an Infinity Stone away... From its respective timeline, it creates this other branching timeline. Yeah, and but you re- you repair it if like the the stones are kind of returned. So like yeah, that was Bruce Banner's idea when he talks to the Ancient One, which was a great return mm-hmm. as well. It was. Um, so yeah, Bruce Banner comes up with the idea like, well, what if we like go back in time afterwards and return them to the exact moment where we took them so they never technically left. Yeah. So that's what Steve is doing at the end of the movie. He's, He's also doing the same thing with Mjolnir. Yes. yes. Because uh, they grabbed Mjolnir from the Thor of the Dark World. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That would have been interesting. It's <laughs> the ending of Thor of the Dark World. Where yeah. Just, Thor doesn't actually do anything except look for his fucking hammer. I like the idea that, like, uh, Cap goes back to Thor of the Dark World with uh, Mjolnir mm-hmm. and then, uh, and he's like, uh, oh, so okay. Thor told me that at this point, this uh, at this point, he was fighting Malekith, and the and the hammer was in this part of space, or that part of space, or <laughs> over there. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. yeah, just just Steve Rogers witnessing all of Thor: The Dark World and commentating on it. Yeah, <laughs> like a commentary track of witnessing Steve Rod- Loki turn into him and impersonating him. Yeah, it's like, oh, is that what my butt is? The butt of America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but yeah, Steve goes back in time, delivers the, uh, delivers the stones back to their rightful places, but instead of coming back at the allotted time, he decides to stay in the past and live out his life with Peggy. And it's really sweet, and the reveal of old Steve sitting on the bench is, was just fabulous, and also the old age work that they did on Chris Evans was wonderful. Yeah. Um, it looked natural. Actually, I would be very curious to see what an old, an actual old Chris Evans looks like. <laughs> yeah, in like like forty forty years. Yeah, gotta gotta live that long, Neil. Gotta make that a point. Gotta make that a point. I'll I'll whatever Twitter is at that point. I'll just be like, see, <laughs> look how true life it is. And I'll get twenty likes. <laughs> um, but like that to me, that was just really satisfying. Like you know. Cap finally got to do what he wanted to do. It didn't completely break the rules or anything. I don't really care about people just going like, but what about It's like, I don't care. Just let it be, guys. Yeah. Movies aren't for you. <laughs> yeah. If you're still complaining about this shit, movies Everything aren't for you. was happily ever after, and he never had a thing with her niece. Yep. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. 
perfect. I love it. Um, and I mean, like, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. I think that what's it, it's weird. Like, you know, I don't really have a whole lot to criticize with this movie. Especially, yeah. like, I I just don't. It just comes. It just comes down to like, you remember that part? You so cool. Yeah. You guys remember this part? You know, that, that's just yeah. kind of what this all is. Um, I kind of. It's very evident that the same thing with Infinity War with Black Panther. They filmed the stuff with Captain Marvel before they'd really gotten a feel for her character yeah. in the previous film. And not that that really distracted me or anything. I was happy to see her. You know, I I, I really enjoyed Captain Marvel. You know, I was happy. I like her as a character. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't know why I got my I like hopes. the movie before they shoved in that feminist agenda. Well, oh, my God. I, I think when we recorded our Captain Marvel episode, we were under the impression that uh, that the Captain Marvel movie was filmed before her stuff. Yeah, and but she filmed but, this stuff first, so, but, right? Ter- yeah, but apparently the Endgame stuff was filmed before, so she knew less about her character in Endgame than she did in the Captain Marvel movie. So yeah. that was... Admittedly, she's not in the movie too much, so she's not can't really. Which for a bit, I was kind of like, "Where the fuck is Captain Marvel?" Right? <laughs> like, because yeah. they made a big to do about the fact that you have like you got to see Captain Marvel before yeah. you see Endgame, and it's like so that so that, like, cool. And for a while, I was like, "I hope that's not just because she saves Tony." Yeah, <laughs> you know, which is great, but you don't want to just be oh she saves Tony, she brings you know Quill's you know ship back, yeah, yeah. and. Wrestles with rocket Thanos. ship. Right? Yeah. Well, is it rocket ship? <laughs> like rocket? Is it a rocket ship? Rocket claims that it's his. Oh, that's right. That's right. So yeah, it might be like quills, and then like rockets still well, doing the dick measuring contest. Well, it's the same them. one. It's the same one they had in the first movie. Right. right? So yeah, this is probably quills. Yeah, it's, probably, it's rocket, quills yes. ship. <laughs> but like quills gone, so it's rockets now. Yeah, it's rockets. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, um, yeah, so, like, I I, I, I was a little uh, let down that uh, we didn't get kind of what we were expecting with, like, oh, well, she'll be with other characters and we'll get the that fun, like, Thor, Ragnarok, Doctor Strange kind of scene with her and stuff. Like, we didn't get that, but admittedly we didn't know. We got, like, hints of it. Yeah. Because you have, like... I, I, her exchange with Peter Parker yes. was kind of charming. I was just going to say, It was very like, charming. Yeah, and I, you can tell, like, that's kind of where they were, they took Captain Marvel, the movie, with, like, just that fun, like, kind of aloof, kind of, like, smarmy kind of... Just, hey, Peter charm. Parker. Like, yeah. hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? Yeah, yeah. I loved that. I loved that. <laughs> it's like, that. oh, yeah. Yeah. That, 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 want, that's a fun little charming moment. I, want, I would like more of that. But also, it, it, was, it was just like that, it was just like a pitch-perfect... It's just pitch perfect. A, a lot of my favorite women in my life have all kind of had sort of that. Yeah. So it was just like, oh, you're endearing to me. Mm. But speaking of which, there's that awesome moment where, yep, fucking girl squad. I I can see where people are like the movie doesn't earn that, but I'm also like, let it happen. It's great. Yeah. But it's also, also like, fuck you. <laughs> this is also the culmination of like twenty. 20- Plus movie. Also, it's yeah. a nice reminder of how many female like superhero characters were in these. It's kind oh, of yeah. easy to forget that it yeah. is. Yeah, and like I remember uh, our our neighbor Chelsea saw this with us. Yeah. Um, and as soon as that happened, I leaned over to her and I said, "I can just hear the keyboards a clacking," <laughs> and it makes me so happy. Feminist agenda. Yeah. Oh man. <sighs> So, like, it's, I don't know, this is, like, a weird case where, like, I feel like I've spent most of what I could really say, because I'm just, like, it, like I said, it just comes down to, Mm -hmm. for me, just, like, do you remember that part? It was really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, There's really not as much that I have to say about it. Um, I thought Alan Silvestri did a good job for the score. Yeah, it's actually a pretty, pretty solid score. Because I I was pretty, I was a little disappointed with his Infinity War stuff. It was just kind of like, this just feels like noise. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but then with Endgame, it felt like he had a little bit more time, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. It definitely feels a little bit more fleshed out. And more, yeah. And it's kind of throwback-y, which it I, feels, I enjoy. It feels Sylvestrian. Like, I kind of got, like, a Back to the Future vibe with some of the uh, the music cues in the movie, which yeah. is fitting, given... I'm, I'm sure, like, the Russos, like, watched Back to the Future Part 2 before oh, uh, doing this movie. Oh, very much. And, so. and admittedly, like, I'm a huge fan of Back to the Future Part 2. I might yeah. I might like it more than the first one, honestly. Okay. Like, I remember when I saw the trilogy for the first time, and just I was just so blown away by, like, oh, my God, he has to go back to the 50s and avoid seeing himself again. Like, I had never seen that in, like, time travel movie before. 2 <laughs> is really ambitious. Like, yeah. like 2 is, is ballsy, and I appreciate that. I don't, like... I, Especially considering the original pitch for two was going to be that they go back to the sixties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was literally the, the pitch yeah. for two. Like two is yeah. probably my least favorite, but I still like all of them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I always go to bad for three because I feel like three's kind of forgotten. Um, three's yeah. my least favorite, but I still think it's good. I yeah, still right. think it's very solid. Yeah, right. yeah. They're all. I think they're all great. Like yeah. they all have their own things. Um, yeah. Yeah, two is balls. Join us in part two of this episode where we talk the Back to the Future. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fuck Endgame. Yeah, Back uh, to the Future. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I, I agree. The score, uh, I, I got some Back to the Future kind of vibes from the score at times in this. Well, there's so it even, was very there's fitting. even some John Williams in there a little bit. A little bit, mm-hmm. which is like funny because it's like a nice, fun bit. Which is fun because Sylvester kind of took over for John Williams for Ready Player One, right? Which you know yeah. once was was also not really Sylvester's best work, but you know it, the movie wasn't really anyone's best work. Was so it, were I guess, we really going to get John Williams' best work from Ready Player One? No, we were not. Well, also he was working on Star Wars, so uh, you know. Also, Ready Player One doesn't deserve him. It does not. Um, Also, speaking of Ready Player One, I love how the climactic fight of this movie feels like what Ready Player One. Ready Player One was trying to do in its climactic fight. Yeah, it's like look at all these characters, and it's just like, okay, here's that, but. 800 times better. Yeah. And yeah. more fulfilling and well, more cathartic. Well, you have all that context. You have yeah. all that. Yeah. You have all the, all the, all those films. They're just there's, fucking references, bro. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels more like there's, there's history. And even though there is history with the characters in Ready Player One, it's like, like Chucky. <laughs> yeah. It's just, <laughs> it just you're kinda, not invested in Chucky being there. That's just a, no. hey, cool moment. Yeah. It's, that's literally all it is. Like, you don't care that Tracer and Chun Li are there. Like, that's just, oh, Hey, look at that. Okay. Yeah, literally it's just, oh, okay. Move on. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. That's a thing well, I like, know. It's, it's very satisfying to see, like, Evangeline Lilly show up in oh, like, the my front God, of a yeah. crowd, right? That was, well, that was probably my favorite, like, of, like, the, the girl reveal. squad is, like, yeah. oh, yeah! <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Um, my, I, I, uh, an underappreciated moment that I really liked in the, the third act there was when, um, like, Captain America's telling, like, Scott Lang to go to the, the ugly brown van for the time machine thing. <laughs> And it's like, it's like you, you need to get there. And then Wasp is the one like, you got it, Cap. And then like, yeah. <laughs> she like stole like his moment. But like, she's like, he's like, oh, you. Well, then he, well, then he like hangs on to her as yeah. she flies off, yeah. which I love. Yeah. I loved it. So. Because Ant-Man can't fly. He can't. Well, I mean, like, yeah. it's just, it's just like, yeah, that makes sense. They would the have option to was either that or they fly like the ambiguously gay duo from SNL. I'm fine with it, you know. <laughs> I just kind of love that like uh, dynamic between him where she's like kind of clearly the more competent. Oh, she yeah. is, and oh. he like knows it, and he just loves her. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. I want that. Yeah, that one's. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Give that's me more great. of that in the third one. That's a delightful couple. It, yeah. it is. I really like them. 
Um, I also, like, yeah, I, like, everybody's losing their shit over, like, Cat picking up hammer, uh, the hammer, but then when I hear that La Cucaracha car horn, <laughs> like, I was like, oh! <laughs> Where's Michael Pena? Yeah. Like, I was waiting for, like, T.I. and I wonder if David they... Desmalkian to show up. I wonder if they got dusted. I don't like to think about that. Okay, we yeah. won't think about it. Bring up, well, bring if up they got dusted, if they got dusted, that means like literally, Ant Man was Ant Man and Cassie were like the only ones that didn't get dusted from his world. Yeah, because you know, yeah. pretty there's uh, other than like Judy Greer and Judy Bobby Greer and Bobby Cannavale aren't in it. Yeah, like yeah. Where, was she living by herself? Was Cassie living by herself? Well, she would have been old enough at that point to would hold she off have on been herself. Only yeah. five years after. The, How old is she in in Ant Man and the Wasp? She's. And man, the wasp. She looks like ten or eleven. Yeah, she looks like ten. Or she's 11. a high she's schooler. Like, she's, she's in high yeah, school. So probably. She's in high school, probably. So, and the final kind of like yeah. like she's on the cusp. I mean, also like half the population just disappeared. So you know, a lot of shit's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the idea of the monument at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. I like that. There's oh, there's yeah. little things there that I enjoy, like world building things. Little world building. Yeah, yeah. it's like it felt like, like the Mets know, being gone. Like <laughs> the Mets being gone. I I like the world building stuff. Um... But the Yankees still are around because they're just they do just buy more people. Just the, <laughs> they have the money to just clone because they're just the worst. It's, funny. it's it's not the it's, I don't know I don't know baseball division so just don't permeate the stakes. It's not like the National Division anymore. It's just the Yankees. Yeah, just the Yankees, the Yankees, the West Yankees, and the East Yankees. The LA the LA Yankees versus the Chicago Yankees. <laughs> I love the Texas Yankees. <laughs> Damn it. The Yankees won again. Which Yankees? All of them. <laughs> so so there was so there was an announcement um that a long time ago that what was the name of the girl who was in Thirteen Reasons Why? Was it Catherine Robb or something? Was that the actress? The actress. Uh was, I have no idea. She apparently there was an announcement that she had been hired for Endgame. For a super secret scene. And then, uh, I don't know if you noticed it when you've seen Endgame, but she was not there. So I was like, oh, well, what happened there? Because everyone thought that she was getting hired to play um, uh, Hawkeye's daughter. Mm. Um, And they thought that she was going to be Kate Bishop. And uh, that clearly didn't happen because Mm. the girl that was playing her... Didn't look a fucking thing like Catherine Robb. So it turns out that she had actually been hired to play a future version of Tony Stark's daughter. Oh, Morgan? Morgan. Morgan, Um, And it was supposed to be like a hallucination that Tony sees right as he's about to go. To basically, because like he feels guilt Mm. about leaving her like Mm. this. And she basically says... No, you did the right thing. You know, like like you you died saving the world. I can't possibly stay mad at you for that. You know, um, but they cut the scene because uh, apparently in the test screenings, the people didn't. It wasn't that people reacted poorly to it. They just didn't really react to it. They were just it didn't get like, the reaction they wanted. Yeah. It was more like they just didn't react to it. They were just kind of like it's just a scene that's there. Like okay, sure, there was no real positive or negative ones, but they were right. it, there were no passionate. But in a moment response. like that, you want a full on positive like yeah. You, you know. want you want like an emotional catharsis, I guess. And they were getting nothing. Yeah, now well, it was, it's it's also like less emotional and less tragic if uh, the person making that sacrifice. 
knows full well, like, all right, everything's going to work out right now. Yeah, that's not, you know, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, the it's chance a, that he took. It's not, like, yeah. And also, it reminds me a little bit too much of a scene from a certain Harry Potter movie. <laughs> so, um, Chamber of Secrets. Fuck you. <laughs> but, <laughs> crimes so it, of Grindelwald. Crimes of that one. Of Grindelfly. Of Grindelfly. Y'all. Stop with this slander. All right. Uh, but like, <laughs> Fantastic fits and we're to catch them. <laughs> Neil's, Neil's quiet laughing. <laughs> He's silent laughing. Don't do this to me. Silent laugh. Oh, fuck off. I still have that on my phone. I love it. <laughs> um... I don't know why. I just thought that I would bring that up because this was just it's revealed recently. It interesting. I'm kind of glad they left Sick it out. Trip. I'm very glad they oh, left yeah. it out. Well, and I liked the death of Tony. Yeah. Oh, because it's he like, looks awful. Because it's yeah. like, and he doesn't say anything. No. Yeah. Like it's it's. He doesn't just, have like smart. I mean, like he gets to say, "I am Iron Man." Oh yeah. And that's his snaps. last word. That's his last line, and which is like you know, well, it's, it's his last line living. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, like there's he stuff later. He shows up as a force ghost later. <laughs> as, as a science ghost. Yeah, science ghost. <laughs> but it's actually the CGI'd young version of Robert Downey Jr. from Civil War. Oh my god! Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Where's this him from? Real genius? <laughs> real genius? <laughs> we re- make real genius it's, now. It's, it's him from the futurist days where he put out that album. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just like him, like, just kind of like dying, and it feels it's really awful. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, pleasant to look at. It's upsetting, at. and then fucking Peter cries, and you're like, no! And then Pepper cries, and I'm like, oh man, I hate you, Gwyneth Paltrow, but and man, then, did you. But man, Maggie did you. Left. She's such a trooper. <laughs> and then, but you know, she. You know, Gwyneth and then Paltrow. Happy cries about burgers, and I'm like, fuck you, I'm also crying about burgers. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Say it louder. I'm upset. <laughs> it's like a wide shot. You're on a cliff. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> so, anyways, end game. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, uh, when they revealed, okay, I, I, this is such a nitpicky, stupid, like time travel movie kind of thing. But like, someone brought up like, all right, well, in Spider-Man: Far From Home, it is. Peter gonna be like five years younger than Ned? Oh yeah, yeah. or like five years younger than everybody else? Like, like. Uh, also, like it's I, to me. I've been thinking about this stupid joke in my head. Like because Tony couldn't give up his family, everybody else lost five years with their loved ones. Yeah, there you go. And then he didn't even live. <laughs> Fucking Tony. I am one. God damn it. I am wondering. All we had to sacrifice was one little girl, and everybody would have five years with their loved ones. Their plan could have just been to reverse time five years. Wow. Thanos was right the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Morgan Stark. I am very curious how they're going to address that, though, because, yeah, like, you know, they're all going to be in fucking college by the time. It it sounds like they're doing some weird multiverse thing, according to the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. I I don't know if that's their way of explaining it. I don't know. Well, I mean, we don't even know, really, the full extent of that. Or if they're just going to be like, whatever, it's a time travel movie, don't think about it. Well, it's all like, just... Well, and, I, and I'm fine with that too. Like I'm fine with that. Just because, like, at this it. point, I'm like, I don't fucking care. Right? Like, just, yeah. Whatever. Like, it's it's a plot hole, I guess, but it's not an agreed. It's, not, it's whatever. It's it's one in 
how many time travel plot holes have there been throughout wibbly wobbly timey wimey yeah, i mean i've yeah. watched all the back to the future movies i've watched a lot of doctor who it's fine right <laughs> it's fine <laughs> yeah that's just like a stupid little nitpicky thing that yeah. i thought of like everybody else lost five years yeah with their loved ones the fucking hawkeye just like yeah <laughs> um i would say i do want to okay i want to mention um a criticism that's probably everyone talked about it mm. It's their handling of the the big LGBTQ character. Um, oh which, yeah, yeah. And this is oh, something. Oh, oh, the uh, the Russo guy. No, 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 no. I wanted to do it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so during the production of the thing in the press tour, they're all like, "Oh, it's the first openly gay character in in uh, or whatever." And they made kind of a big to do about it. And it's like it would be something that would be totally fucking fine. If they didn't, yeah. it's very it's very backpat. I like, honestly don't remember this story at all. No, there's you have to be on Twitter. Okay, <laughs> this is a Twitter right. thing. But um, um, because the Russos were making a thing about like oh inclusion, yeah, yeah. representation, blah, blah blah. It's like okay, um, it would be better if if because it, it, it's almost like comes off as you know, patting yourself on the back. We talk about that with other things. Yeah. Um, Because what happens is in one of the scenes in the first act where it's five years later, it's like the first scene, really. Yeah. Where we see New York, Mets are dead. Yeah, it's the the camera pans over City Field where Captain America's kind of leading like a a help group, like a self-help group. Or at least he's he's in a self-help group. And I I will, like, I, I... I don't. I don't see people mention this, and I feel like it's a deliberate thing from the Russos. Mm-hmm. But this is exactly what Falcon was doing at the beginning of uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, like he was kind of leading like a, a self help group yeah. of like for vets. Yeah, and like this is what Cap's doing when yeah. he doesn't have a, a, a thing to do. Like yeah. he doesn't have a thing and, to avenge. And the scene itself is 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 actually pretty great. It is. Yeah, it's just the fact that like like they really kind of tried to pump it up a bit, and it's kind yeah. of like, guys, come on. Yeah. Just have just have Valkyrie fuck a lady. Like, just do that. That'd be great. Like, apparently they cut a scene where it's heavily implied that she had relations with a lady leaving her bedroom in Ragnarok. So, mm. um, but it's one of those things where it's just like, like, and that's not. Oh, even is so that much... what that was? I thought like uh, I thought it was supposed to be like implied that she and like that other that Valkyrie that sacrificed herself were like a thing. Well, that too. Oh, okay. But right. it was like there was more. Of there that. was more. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, and it's not even so much the movie itself. It's just kind of like. How they frame it outside yeah. of the movie, like you know, promoting the movie, just kind of is a little bit of like, hmm, okay, guys. Yeah. Is it is it possible that like they were promoting the movie before they saw like the finished cut and they didn't realize that it got cut? Like for all they knew, there was going to be like this big prominent gay character in the movie, but then all of a sudden they then they found the the final cut. And like, oh, we probably should the Russos, yeah, or whoever. No, the Russos I mean, would have known because they're they're, they're the directors. For us. Yeah, they're yeah, the directors. Yeah, so, oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. yeah. So it it's just one of those things. I mean, I'm also with Neil about like Black Widow kind of you know getting the short end. A little, a little bit. I, I'm well, not like ups- I'm not like hugely no, upset yeah, about it. I'm, just- I'm very curious of how that works. If they returned all of the stones, wouldn't returning the soul stone back to Vormir kind of bring her back? Well, they had said or- that the no, the soul stone thing that's that's permanent. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, they they do kind of imply that in the movie, but. I- just thinking about it in my own terms, like, but they had to return them. <laughs> well, because yeah. it's like it's like Gamora, yeah. You know, where in it's a, it's kind of implied that in Guardians Three, 
there'll probably be a plot point, or at least maybe the overarching plot is looking for the the, the soulstone, the past, of her. the past Gamora, yeah, not who the, kind of just kind of disappears, yeah, from the finale. Um, she doesn't, you know, dust oh, look, away. oh, looking for the 2014 Gamora, the 2014 okay, okay, Gamora, right, yeah, you know, because um, that's that's a fun way to kind of. Um, bring back a dead character and integrate yeah. him. Even though it is kind of like, well, now she's kind of back to this point. It's, so it, it's, it feels... it's bringing a character back and like, it, it's very, it's when people compare comic books to soap operas. Yeah. It's like, this is the equivalent of bringing a character back, but they have amnesia. Yeah, it's a retcon. <laughs> it's essentially yeah. like, well, all that shit in, in like, that happened to her in one and yeah. two, it's like, well, now she's this. Yeah. And it's, you know. And again, I hope James Gunn can do some cool stuff, work his magic, mm-hmm. make it kind of worth it. Um, you know, progress Peter more, progress Gamora, so that they're kind of back to where they fucking should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, as far as other, I can't really think of a whole lot of other. I really like because we didn't really we haven't talked about it, but I do. Speaking of the Soul Stone, I really liked the Hawkeye Black Widow, a uh, bit of like who's going to give them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like thought that, that was too. a really nice. The build up to 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 her death is really good because yeah. it's nice to see those characters back again and, and together. And, the, and and you know, uh, contrasting it with Infinity War and like just it being like a non consenting thing. It's like these are both people who are willing to lay lay it down, and they both feel unworthy mm-hmm. of life. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it was a very interesting exchange, and I would have been. I would have been miserable with either of them falling down there. It does kind of... And I'm very curious of, like, if... I guess they are doing that Black Widow movie, right? So is it going to be, be prequel. a prequel or... It's got to yeah. be a prequel. Yeah. got to be a prequel. I hope so, at least. Which will lead me into our next little bit. I want to just kind of end on this. Like, what do you want to happen from here on out? Because they announced eight movies. There's They're not titled yet, but there's eight of them. Okay. Coming out from like twenty, like after Far From Home. Oh, Far so, From Home. Oh, after one. Far From Home. Yeah. Okay, so like, so we're getting so Black Panther, two, Doctor Strange, two, two, Captain Marvel, two, Guardians, three. Yeah. Uh, there's talk about stuff like the Eternals. Yeah, the yeah, Eternals. They're casting cast, Eternals. Yeah, they're already. casting that. There's like the what's his name, the martial artist guy. Oh, 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 Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Yeah. Which. You know, at first it's kind of like a yikes kind of thing, but apparently they're trying to like, you know, do good representation with that. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously get an Asian martial artist, get like be, a predominantly Asian cast, and get and, it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, be, dude, I'd be for that. And it'd get be an, what Iron Fist should have been from the get go. Yeah, and then you know, get an actual Asian director, get some good fight choreography. Get, that's not just fifteen minutes before they have to film Power Ranger style. Yep. Um. I don't know. So, like, do you have a most anticipated one? Like, not Guardians knowing of like the Disney Plus Guardians or, or three? Like Guardians movies? three? No, yeah. just the movies. Um, Guardians three. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Admittedly, like, admittedly, I think my most curious one is probably that "What If" Marvel animated thing on Disney Plus. Uh, but talking about that though, Guardians three definitely intrigues me the most. And as much like I appreciate Gamora for the character that she is, like. She kind of has the thankless role oh, of for kind sure. of being, like, comparatively, she's the wet blanket of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 basically being, like, it doesn't have, it won't have Gamora in the beginning, but it'll have Thor. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I already know, like, the first act of that movie is probably going to be bitching. <laughs> um, 
and then Nebula's there as a as a member of the team already, yeah. and you know she she kind of blends in well with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so Guardians Three is probably the one I'm most curious about. I mean, honestly, uh, we we've talked about it before, but I think a Black Panther sequel now that they've gotten like well, the Ryan Coogler's like, like doing it. So. Yeah, he's like doing Ryan Coogler will probably have more freedom. Uh, there's no threat of it being about an infinity stone so mm-hmm. it'll be like i'm and they have access to other characters so i i'm honestly i think black which Panther is kind of the nice be... thing about it is that the infinity saga is done that's so done now, so that's, that's like the, honestly that's it's not so much a movie that i'm looking forward to necessarily it's just that it's yeah. that there's no these movies can stand ver- on their own they can now. stand on their own now which is then like the biggest thing that i've criticized the marvel movies yeah. for is that it always felt like you know thank god we defeated the nazis but now we have to get ready to defeat the super nazis yeah. now it's just like <laughs> the mega nazis the mega nazis now it's just like the mega nazis the ultra right? nazis <laughs> i said the mega nazis I, 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 hey they're I, okay they're i just okay. wanted you to hear my yeah. sick joke it's okay there's some fine people on both sides no, there's not. <laughs> yes, sorry. Not anymore. Um, uh, but yeah, but, like for the most part, the standalone ones have been the best ones. Yeah, so. well, like the thing, like you know, it's like watching Thor Ragnarok again. The thing that I was surprised about is like there's some tenuous relations to, you know, like Infinity Stones, um, and like you know Doctor Strange. Even though I love the scene with Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. um, I had forgotten how much I loved that scene because of its very creative use of just hopping from place to place and how Thor just cannot get a hang of it and he mm-hmm. just keeps showing up in different places like completely at random. I love that. Yeah. Um but no, like that's it's not necessarily a movie that I'm looking forward to. It's just the idea that they they have space to just be their own thing now. The potential mm-hmm. of it. The potential, the potential of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them take more chances because obviously Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like not everything has to build up to something. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious if what, like, like I'll be curious what the, the, the new slate of movies is. Like, are they going to be building up to some new... New big, Avengers. Big, some big new, like, Avengers thing where they all have to team up for something? Or is it going to be kind of like what the DC movies are doing now? It's like, let's just... Aquaman. Just have fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, well, Shazam. Like, have fun. I, 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 would, you know? I would be shocked if they don't at least think about doing an Avengers... Like I think, like you know, they, they still got the biggest like, Kang. They still got yeah. this is they got Modok. They got Kang. They got some interesting villains that they haven't tapped yet. Plus, they got all these new characters joining the uh, joining the uh, the ownership. You really, the, you the really umbrella. just you really just kind of um, scratch the surface in terms of like Avengers in space. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I so want, that's that's fun. I just yeah. Like I'm I'm with you. I want to see more chances. Yeah. yeah. I want to see weird shit. Yeah, I, w- I want to see some weird stuff. I think uh, I want to see more, like, kind of buddy movies. Like, I, I think, uh, like, Thor Ragnarok is great as, like, a Thor Hulk movie. Spider-Man Homecoming is, like, the a Spider-Man Iron, Iron Man. Man. Like, it's kind of fun to just kind of see, you know, like, these just other characters just kind of show up as this, like, fun supporting characters for brief little things here and there. And right. now that they've established a lot of these characters, like, I think that's really fun. Yeah. Uh, I would love to see, like, Captain Marvel... Just kind of show up for a scene in like Guardians Three or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Like that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to see more kind of buddy stuff. And and like uh, Captain Marvel was kind of a, a Nick Fury Captain Marvel buddy movie. Yeah, and, it was. And those, yeah, like they, those are fun. I think uh, they have more. They have interesting characters that can. They have interesting supporting characters now. It's not yeah. just like you know, like the one interesting character and then Thor's best friends that. Well, Yay. and and what's nice is that they can they can do more interesting villains. Yep, 
you know, you don't have to worry about any origin stories, really. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. you're, you're kind of past that now. Um, that's one of the benefits of Black Panther is that you kind of hit, like, Black Panther's origin was in Civil War. Yeah. So now you can right. just do Killmonger, yeah. and there you go. Well, you get to um, know him a little bit, but you get to you get to have him further explore. You get the you, well, you get the very basics, like the yeah. stuff you would otherwise probably do in an origin. Yes, you got that out of the way. Yeah, imagine then, what the Black Panther movie would have been if he didn't show up in Civil War, and they had to do the whole like his father dying, yeah, and good. he gets revenge, but then he learns not to do that. Boy, am I thankful they didn't. Yeah, yeah. but also, you know, Black Panther is one of the best things about. Civil War Two. So. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, I would think maybe Black Panther Two might be my most anticipated one. Oh, for sure. And uh, and I, I don't want more, more Shuri. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get too into like uh, like the Star Wars fan territory where like it better be about this or. Oh more. yeah, no. Uh, but, but I would love Black Panther sequel to be about the story where like Doctor Doom goes there. And, like, Doctor Doom basically takes over and, like, encounters the Panther God. And then he gets that vision of how the only version of the future that doesn't have poverty or disease or, like, any kind of strife is one where Doctor Doom is taken over. Oh, my God. I would freaking love that. Right. Colonized. It gets colonized. <laughs> by Doctor <laughs> Doom. <laughs> the Shit. ultimate colonizer. Shit, man. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's potential to go in there. But yeah, like, uh, that'd be an interesting way to set up Doctor Doom, especially if they're going to do like, you know, if they're going to be doing a Fantastic Four movie, which, I mean, I, I, I hate banging this drum because I know like the, the Disney-Fox merger is very, very scary from like a business standpoint from and a, a pop creati- culture standpoint. From a creativity standpoint. From a creativity standpoint. But I'm, I'd be lying if I told you I'm not glad that the MCU now has the Fantastic Four. I, that's like the one good thing I'm happy yeah. about. And like even then, like I'm not, cra- I'm yeah. not, I'm not crazy about the rest of it. But that's the one yeah. thing. It's like, well, if they decide to do something with it, shit, I'm okay yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I'd, I would honestly be a little disappointed if they reveal that the new slate of movies is just them building up to, like, an eventual Avengers versus X-Men movie. Oh, yeah. I, I would be kind of disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I'm just done with X-Men. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. Not, not so much because I hate the X-Men or anything. No, I love the X-Men. I just don't just... want another fucking movie for a while. Well, it's like, because we've been getting movies every few years yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. So, it... and And I didn't even really want them. Well, I mean, but I would still say that most of them are fine. Yeah, one is one is good, two is great, three is... Mm, Wolverine is... Oh, boy. Uh, Wolverine is so bad, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'll give it that. That's a shit movie that keeps on giving. It is a shit movie that keeps on giving. Um, um, first Class is good. First Class is really good, actually. Shades of Future Past is good. Is, is the X-Men well. franchise is batting, like, 500. Yeah. Maybe, maybe and then, 600. Maybe. <laughs> and then Apocalypse is... Uh, and then Logan, Logan is, huh, amazing. is, is huh. amazing. I'm I'm kissing. I'm blowing yeah. kisses to the air. And you can't let's just it. fucking throw Deadpool in there too. Yeah, you got the Deadpool movies. Yeah, the, X-Men movies. they are inextricably linked. Yeah. They they they've announced that the Deadpool movies aren't going to change. Like if they Good. do a Deadpool three, it will be rated R. And I know that. that Legion is coming to an end with this third season, which I have not seen the trailer, but I've seen little snippets of it. And Jesus fucking Christ, when I thought it couldn't get weirder. Yep. It just keeps getting weirder, and I'm here for every minute of it. We still need to finish the first season. Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we do. Um, Along with our laundry list of other things. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Black, and our laundry. And our <laughs> laundry. Black Panther 2, Guardians 3, 
Honestly, what, the, 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 the Far From Home trailer was, uh, that just came out where, like, apparently Mysterio's a good guy. Like, it looks I'm very curious. That was one of the best trailers for a movie I've seen in a while. I had so many questions. And um, that's exactly what a trailer should do. And I know they're bringing Scott Derrickson and co. back for uh, Doctor Strange 2. Nice. Um, which, that makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. I would like to see... I would like to see weird shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you give, just do super fun shit. Yeah. Give give me some weird shit. That's what I want. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, I'm like... I it, I almost feel like there's this weird weight that's been taken off my shoulders now mm-hmm. that we've gotten the stuff with Thanos out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um it's just kind of this freedom now. Like I feel like Thor at, at the end of the movie, where it's just kind of like we can go anywhere now, and I'm, I'm yeah. excited by that prospect. For the, yeah, for the first time, for the in first a while, time, in a while, we don't know what's ahead. We can go anywhere, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's, I'm excited by that. And I mean, like even DC is starting to pick up their bootstraps a little bit, you know. Like Aquaman, I don't particularly mm-hmm. like Aquaman, but I like that Aquaman was just like, let's just go fucking nuts. Yeah. I wish that the script was way better, oh, yeah. but I like the ambition of it. I like the weirdness of it. There was it, definitely you know? a director's vision. <laughs> it definitely was. It, it, and there's then, definitely no like release James, the Wan cut. Yeah. You know, <laughs> James Wan fucking made that movie what it is. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and then fucking Shazam, which yeah. I cannot say enough nice things about, you know. So, like, I, I actually feel liberated, almost, and excited for the first time in a while. Mm. There's not this weird, constant, like, we have to keep up with Thanos and the Infinity Stones or anything. Those are fucking done. I never want to see them again. I'm happy mm. that I'm... I The real Infinity Stones were the friendships we made along the way, and that's mm. great. Uh, but I don't want to... Like, let's just leave them. Remember, remember back in, like, the Phase 2 era where, like, every time one of these new movies came out, we'd be like, oh, well, what stone's going to be in this movie? What, Everyone, what, like, and, what MacGuffin's going to be the thing in this movie? Yeah, and, and I was, Like, it somehow worked for Guardians 1. Oh, like, yeah. somehow, course. like, made that interesting. Oh, yeah, that, that seems one of the best scenes in the movie, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's great. Um, well, but also it worked because it finally, like, Guardians, it was like, hey, we're, we're in the cosmic shit. Let's just tell you. Mm-hmm. Like like it, if it had happened in another movie, it would have felt weird. Mm-hmm. But because Guardians has already established that trust with you, it's already just like bathed you and marinated you in that world. It's they've earned your trust enough to say like, okay, we're just going to tip our hand to you. Here we go. And I like that a lot. I love the first Guardians movie, and mm-hmm. I love the second one. The Guardians movies are special, and they cannot take them away from me. I will mm-hmm. fucking kill a bitch. The Guardians movies are probably in, are the only ones that have a chance of being better than the Captain America movie trilogy. Well, those are the those are the ones that honestly feel the most like movies. Mm-hmm. The Guardians movies. Like, you know, that's always been my thing about, you know, like, they always just feel like ads for the next movie. Yeah. But the Guardians films are the first ones that actually just feel like standalone things. Yeah. And and that's what you know, like I'm very much in Patrick Williams' camp about that, although I was showing it beforehand. Um mm. that you know, yeah, like that's the I just love those. And I want more of that and I hope that we get to I hope that Marvel feels more confident going forward. Like I know that they are, I mean like why wouldn't they be? They're the biggest conglomerate going on right now. They've just pulled off arguably like the greatest feat in f- movie production mm-hmm. of yeah. all time. Um Bring bring Natalie Portman back for for <laughs> us, for scenes that have no lines. Honestly, in. I right. I think that was deleted scene footage. It prob- oh yeah, it was. Uh, it was shot the same way, uh, same lenses. Oh. 
Well, yeah. I'm going to ignore that and say that she came back. And but she somehow was convinced to just be yeah. still sleeping for a bit. Yeah. Well, she gets up and out, and yeah, that's when, like Rocket. like, Rocket gets her, yeah. which, if that's a deleted scene, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's a weird shot to just have, like, as, like, B-roll. Right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know, Jane Foster gets up and walks, and it holds for, like, an extra five seconds. We don't know what's going to be here. Maybe it's a rabbit. <laughs> Maybe. Who couldn't be um, now? Okay, so, um, I guess, final thoughts, and where does this movie rank for you amongst Marvel movies? Where does Endgame? Uh, it definitely gets, like, at least an 8 out of 10 for me. Okay. Um, and... It doesn't quite hit Winter Soldier for me. Mm-hmm. Um... I would say, I would say it's about tied with maybe Civil War, because like um, it's it's uh, oh god, what is it? Uh, it's like like um, Winter Soldier, Avengers, and Guardians Two. I would think I actually like Guardians Two better than One. Like I think me too. I do yeah. too. Yeah. I like it more for its end. Like I think I think that's the unpopular opinion. Yeah. yeah. But I think it just has a lot more. Like because it because it doesn't have the it, burden of of establishing this fucking crazy ass universe. I feel like Guardians Two is like the Dark Knight of it, where like yeah. the first one's kind of more neat and neatly put together, but yeah. like Guardians Two has like better highs, yeah, and, yeah, you know whatnot, and yeah, yeah, and more emotional range, more emotional range. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, so I would say it probably ranks about fourth or fifth. It's definitely tied with Civil War, I would say. So like, and then you have like Black Panther right underneath. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, uh, my favorite movie of them is obviously Thor The Dark World, uh, followed by Iron Man 2. You're a victim. The trifecta of Incredible Hulk. The George Lucas Howard the Duck movie. Um, uh, <laughs> Electra. God, like, I've, I've never been really good at, like, ranking these movies because I feel like... Just depending on what's on my mind that week, mm-hmm. my rankings might be different. Like Winter Soldier's definitely in my top three. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Black Panther is in the upper echelons. Uh, Endgame is probably, I would say, like it's in the top like quarter of them. Like if there's been twenty two movies. It's probably in like the top top five, six. Okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe like six somewhere in there. Uh, top five or six. I, I would so probably rank it fifth or sixth. I would probably put like Winter Soldier, Guardians the two. first Avenger, uh, first Avengers movie. Uh, yeah, probably uh, Guardians two. Black uh, Panther. Hmm? Black Panther. Don't be racist now. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Is it? So the, it, it it's, it's hard for me to rank. So Avengers one is still your favorite Avengers movie, based on how you ranked it. Ooh, yeah. I, no, you know what? I li- I like this one. This is probably my favorite of the Avengers movie. Okay. How about you, Neil? First one. First, first one. one yeah. yeah. First one's still. God, it's so hard to to like even you know like that the movies proceed like following it. Did better stuff, but it's just like that. The the initial like 
as we joked about earlier, like just bringing them together. The fact that it worked as well as it did, you know, yeah. and it's it's kind of the most purest form of what we get in the later movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're just like here's these characters being smashed together, and then their personalities are bouncing off, and you get all the foils, and you get mm-hmm. all all that stuff, and it's just kind of wild and crazy and fun, and it's just like yeah. you know. It yeah. feels like a comic book in the best ways. I would agree. Um, yeah. So I would probably say it's, it's it's still that one's still my favorite of the Avengers. But I feel like this movie is the closest to match that. Yes. Especially in the end. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, like the higher highs. Yeah. Like it's so it just so much. Just I even think about the shot of Captain America, tiny, and just like all of Thanos' shit. In like the background, yeah. Captain it just America looms. just standing down in like in, like in the one guy, army, yeah. and it's yeah. like, oh my fucking god, it's amazing. And he's just gonna keep fighting until it's... he's got no breath left in his body. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I like how they kind of repurposed the stuff from Infinity Gauntlet, where he kind of faces Thanos. Mm. Of course, in that one, like Thanos just kicks his ass, but because that one, the arcs aren't as defined in the comic. Yeah. Um, also, like, one thing I was kind of interested to see if they did anything with, because of Nebula's presence, mm-hmm. is that in the original Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. Nebula gets it yeah. at the end, after basically being fucking maimed yeah, by Thanos. and psychologically like, tortured. Like, more so tortured. than, like, she's been in the mo- in the movies. Yeah. Which is saying something. Like, she's like a zombie. She's yeah. just a shell. She's like a herself. corpse. Yeah, she's a... And, and then she gets the gauntlet, and she gets all the power, and that's, yeah... And that's pretty great, but, you know. The, the the comic admittedly kind of goes in a different direction where it, it kind of becomes a question of, like, did Thanos deliberately leave the gauntlet there because he kind of want like, like a like a serial killer wanting to be caught. Like, maybe yeah. he wanted to be defeated. Like, yeah. did he? Uh, also, yeah, like, Nebula taking it and all of a sudden, like, oh, well, Nebula doesn't have the, the power or whatever to, like, wield that much ability like we got to stop her now we have to actually work with thanos to yeah. like it, it goes in a very different direction so yeah. like i'm glad it wasn't a carbon copy of the infinity gauntlet story yeah oh um, yeah um but i, well, I that, do that's... like that nebula did play a big integral yeah. role and they still incorporate stuff like thanos just as a farmer dude like yes. that's from the the comic from the comic yeah. um but obviously the comics is way more about like symbolism and the the uh theater of it mm-hmm. like him co- literally courting death like he's still like, trying to woo death even. like which is just kind of amazing like, like I, I just wiped out half of everybody why won't you love me yeah are you fucking wet yet i mean fucking look at this shit look what i fucking did and she's like eh, fuck mm. you <laughs> Than- i don't i don't know i don't know Than- vertical is an acronym for killed half of the universe's population fuck me <laughs> Um, yeah, I would say this is probably, I don't know, it's probably my second favorite Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. Probably top five. Winter Soldier is just such a close, it's it's so good. Also, speaking of Winter Soldier, how great was it? With the callback to the Winter Soldier bits with, like, Robert Redford. And oh, then yeah. The, and then yeah. the elevator scene yeah. with uh, Captain America saying, Hail Hydra to get it out yeah. of there. Like, it's... So it's great. I think, as far as standalone movies outside of uh, Guardians, I think it's one of the better... Like, it's one of the ones that does that the best. Mm-hmm. Even though there's a lot of, like, callbacks and kind of baggage with Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's still 
probably was still my favorite. Yeah. Mm. Uh, just because Captain America is amazing. And yeah. I just want to give a shout out because when Captain America, like, before his movies, like, I remember a lot of people didn't like him. They thought he was jingoistic. And now everyone yeah. loves him. And it's great. And it means the world. It's to me. incredibly impressive that in, like, 2019. Yeah. When they're, like, I, I, I'm not, like, you know, there, there's a lot to complain about how our country handles things. But there is a lot great about it, too, and we do live in a country where we can complain about this stuff without fear of going to jail, which is great. Um, that being said... Well, for how long, though? That being said... <laughs> that being said, yeah, like, it, there's a lot to complain about, but yeah, like, I, I love this country. But it's it's really impressive that despite all of the things that there are to complain about, Captain America has become a lot of people's favorite superhero in He's a totally the ironic I- way. He's about the idea of America. Right, yeah. What we're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. He's the ideal. So, it's what yeah. we gotta strive for. Yeah, so. Also, uh, John Slattery, shout out. Yes. Oh, and also James Darcy showing up as uh, Jarvis. Yep. It was Great. the first time that anyone from, aside from, well... Okay, it was it was the first time aside from like uh, that Kelly someone solely from yeah. well, it was the first time someone solely from the TV shows has shown up in the movies. Yeah, Jarvis mm-hmm. yeah. was in uh, Agent Carter. Oh, yeah. okay. So yeah, I know a lot of people. I saw a lot of like a handful of people because yeah. that's how many people watched Agent. I mean, Carter, like I geeked but, out that it was Jarvis, like yeah, that yeah. that it was his dad's butler, it was Jarvis. Yeah, yep. and it was from Agent Carter. I did not know that. Okay. I also remember James Darcy from Master and Commander. So uh, yeah. Also, uh, just a, a thing that I love about this movie is, I guess, because the Captain America writers, a lot of great Captain America callbacks, like uh, On Your Left, when yep. yeah. Falcon comes in. Yeah. Yep. That was great. Um, there was another one that... Um, there was another Captain America. I mean, there was obviously the I Can Do This All Day. Yeah, thing, yeah. You know? <laughs> I still love that. Well, and, and the thing, too, is... is you know, we complain about fan service, and this is just fan service, the movie. Well, it, but, but it's it, so earned. But it's earned. That's the problem. Yeah. It's like, it's, I, I complain about fan service when it's not earned. Because it's, it's just rewarding you. Mm. Like, here you go. Have fun. This is great. Yeah. You know, all of it. It's just amazing. Yeah. But, um, Neil, you gave your arbitrary number rating. Steve, what's your arbitrary number rating? <sighs> I, I would give it a 9. 9.5. Okay. Yeah. Even. Shit. I'd probably give it a 9.5. Shit. All right. Yeah. You know. Nine point five one for Winter Soldier. <laughs> I, I have my gripes with it, but admittedly, at the end of the day, I, I do think they're kind of mostly personal preference stuff and just kind of biased with Hulk and just kind of the inevitable problems that are going to arise with time travel based movies. Oh yeah, it's like if you're gonna, you can nitpick yeah. this movie to fucking yeah. death with yeah. the time travel, but at this point, who fucking cares? There's like a little too much melodrama with like the Nebula Gamora Thanos stuff and Hulk dabbing <laughs> instead of having a character arc. Like that's um, <laughs> it's the end of his character arc, damn it. <laughs> Just to think where he came from with uh, Edward. He Norton. gave Ant Man a taco. It's great. <laughs> That's all I want. He go. He went from a, learning to aim him to <laughs> dabbing. Yes, I <laughs> made people tacos. I know we 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 joke that it's like really just funny and nothing else, but that fucking scene. That is a great scene. And I, 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 like again, that's my conflict with yeah. it. Like Bruce Banner face planting on the Bifrost Bridge is pretty damn funny. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like at what cost, though? Yeah. Just yeah. fucking yeah, Steve Scott Lang 
No, no one's afraid of Iron Man. Yeah, it's, Man. It's, it's very much like I hate how much I love it, kind of. Yeah. Just take the goddamn phone. Yeah, and <laughs> take, the, take the goddamn phone. <laughs> she, she's even saying no. Like, he's even saying no. He doesn't want a picture. That was like the Russo brothers of Arrested Development coming out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody made a joke and it was like, I bet Hawkeye's just so glad Ant Man joined the team. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, somebody else. <laughs> I love Hawkeye. He's my favorite. Have you read uh, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye comics? Yep. Yeah, I love Pizza those. Dog. I lo- yeah, I love that recurring bit. Pizza Dog. Yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. That's, that's what I said. Hawkeye. Anyway, we're done fucking talking. It's late. Whatever. I'm not going to talk about other projects because fuck it. Whatever. All right. Yeah. Check, out the, check out the links in the description. Fuck you, Geeks at Large. Or <laughs> Sweet that, That's our satisfying conclusion. Almost Fuck said, you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Sweet Wayne. <laughs> uh, we'll remain at large, I guess. So, see you in eight months. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.